This is Channel Attitude. Your voice, your right, your freedom. Oh shit! It's Vince Russo! Vince McMahon's best kept secret. I am the anti-Christ of professional wrestling. David Arquette won the world title. I've got a wife, three kids at home, and I really don't need this shit. How can this show be so awful, Mr. McMahon? I didn't think it was. The angle of the pole match. And Hogan, you big bald son of a bitch, kiss my ass. Judy Bagwell on a forklift match. McMahon is the family, the rock, they screwed us all. Now you're the editor, right? Yes, I am. I'm from New York. I'll get down right nasty. This is Vince Russo's The Brand. Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to Castrating the Marks. I am Vince Russo. This is Jerry Lane and I can guarantee you one thing tonight. Somebody is about to get it. And and you ask, Vince, why is uh why is somebody about to get it? And I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna give you a perfect example of why somebody's about to get it. That's all we do. Somebody's about to get it because of reasons like this. I did a lot of things as Ronaldo Piven. A lot of great things, but nothing. Has ever brought me the attention as like a moment with Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns in the in a WrestleMania scrum or or CM Punk staring me down. So when you're you're in that moment and you got somebody you know you're that's super talented or whatever, and, and you can make a moment like that. Yeah, that and that and that moment is why we do this uh, show, Jeff, each and every week. For how long now, bro? How long has this madness been going on, bro? Uh, well, this is episode 331. So I believe it was spring of 2017, April 2017. I remember maybe. pitching you the show on the phone. I remember. Yeah. I remember the conversation telling you on the phone, man. Yep. And yeah, here so we are. 300 how many? 331. Gee whiz. Okay. Well, so this is 331 or this is 330? This is 331. All right, let's line them up and knock them down, bro. You got any shout-outs? No, do you? I got nothing. I got nothing. Yeah, before I came on here, when I was eating dinner, I was quickly looking through some stuff for Al for tomorrow, which we've already aired by now for you guys listening to this. But it's like, you know, the CM Punk stuff. It's it's a sad state of the industry mm. when that is all there is to talk about. That's I mean, it, think bro. about it. That That's it. That that's Everybody... It. We like to talk about it because it's interesting because nothing else is interesting is going on. All the fans are talking about it. It's like nothing else in wrestling is interesting unless there's drama involving CM Punk and AEW. Absolutely. Yeah, bro. I was uh, I was uh, doing the uh, headlines today over on WrestleLink and it's it's uh, it's ridiculous. Like, bro, it's uh, the, the wrestling industry is such a joke. I, I don't know how anybody could take it seriously. Like, I, I, I really have no idea how anybody can take this industry seriously and the people in it. I really, really, really don't. Bro, let me ask you something. You were uh, running a little behind today. You said you ordered food or something. What, what do you, bro, what do you, do you use that Uber Eats? DoorDash. DoorDash. How, how does that work, bro? Like, I've never done that. So how does that work? Well, let's say I want to order from McDonald's. Okay, right. so you go, you go on the DoorDash app, and it will show you restaurants close to you. So I'll go, okay, McDonald's, and I'll hit it. And it'll bring up their menu. Right. And then I... Fill out my order, pay, send. Then DoorDash finds a local driver, and so they go pick it up and uh, just drop it off at the house. So, are you paying for the DoorDash service? Yeah, I, I don't know how much it is. It's not that much. All right, I gotta try. I gotta try that just for the ex, uh, experience, bro. Yeah. I've never done the uh, DoorDash. It's, it's nice when you're busy and you don't want to go somewhere. Yeah, know? I got you. Yeah, well, not only that, bro. Freaking gas, man. Yeah. Are you freaking kidding me? I went out today, man. I, I don't know what it is by you, bro. At the cheapest gas station here by us, it's four fifteen. 
Yeah, there was a little bit more than that around here. Jeez, four thirty nine, I think. I, like I don't that. even want to go out, man. I, I usually like to just you know take a break and just go out in the Jeep. I, I swear to God, bro, I can't. It cost me fifty six dollars to fill up my Jeep last week, I, and I don't want to use my freaking gas. No, everything gets raised in prices. Okay, you don't want to go out and use gas. You want to stay home and watch Netflix. Okay, well they raise their prices. Yeah, Didn't exactly, their man. You like everything goes up. No, nope. you can't win. All right, let's let's take it out on the on the marks, bro. Let's 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 really hammer them tonight. All right. Well, we're gonna start with this video from Chris. Now he thinks he found the video that you were talking about last week that you said you saw, but you had to protect somebody in the video. Yes. Yeah, he thinks uh, that's it. So we're going to pull uh, this up. Yeah, we'll see if this is it. Yes, I think it is. Cordius Live is for Bill Abner. Yes, it Whoa, is. What are you doing here? Yes, it I, is. I'm here for the media junket. No, no media junket. Okay, now, now Bruce, stop for a second. Now, for, for listen, okay, th- th- there's a possibility. All right, let's explain first for the audio. Okay, Nick okay. Houseman's filming himself. He goes, hey, Bill After, and Bill After walks up and punches him, and, and Houseman goes down. Okay, now, listen. Yes, this is the clip because <laughs> I wanted to protect Bill After, so I'm going to continue to protect Bill After. Uh, Bill After is about 95 years old and may be experiencing symptoms of Alzheimer. Okay, so let, let's say that up front. Bro, here's, bro, he, bro, listen, anybody watching this clip, first of all, see, I hate doing this clip because Bill is a part of it, and I love Bill. Obviously, bro, they laid this out before they did it, obviously. But my point is, bro, can you imagine this t- taking place in a in a uh, uh, a post-press conference for like baseball or football <laughs> or bro, even the Academy Awards, the Academy Awards have a post-press conference. Can you imagine like play it back one more time? Yeah, this is it. This is it, Chris. Look, look bro, bro, stop for a second. I, bro, I swear to God, any dude that wears plaid, I've got a problem with. I I, I just well, you I said got, if it's not flannel though, right? Yeah, it that's not flannel. flannel. Yeah, that, yeah I, no. I got a problem with plaid shirts, bro. <laughs> I I really how how do you go in a store and buy a plaid shirt? You want to look like a a, a a table napkin? You want to look like a tablecloth? Is it in I, style? I mean, is I it don't, that? Oh, my God. Bro. I don't know I, anything I, about the newest fashion. So. All right, go ahead. Play I it doubt, out. You know, he'd be a good example, but. Yeah. After. Whoa. What are you doing here? I, I'm here for the media junket. No media junkets for you. Get him out of here. Oh, Every goddamn time. All right, so th- this was my theory because couldn't we have blurred Bill out this face? You know how <laughs> to do that. Yeah, but we can't. No, okay. Go ahead. I remember when you introduced me to Bill After, he was like the nicest guy oh, ever. Talk, he was talking to me like he knew. He's a, since he's I a was nut. a kid. Right? I did a show with him just last night. Right. Chris had me on the show. Yeah, he he's friendly as hell. Yeah. Very nice guy. My theory is Houseman had this dumb idea. And pitched it to him, and Bill's not going to say yeah, no. Yeah, Bill just couldn't go. say yeah. no. He, he just, just couldn't just, say just no. Just went along with it to let the kid have fun. Yeah. I, I think that's that would be my guess. Yeah. Anyway, I don't yeah. see Bill after drawing this up on the way. No, oh, Nick Houseman no. is there. I'm going to shoot a video where I punch him. So oh I just think Houseman pitched it to him, and he's just being a nice guy. And oh, we should have blurred Bill's face because <laughs> yeah, that was the clip, and I didn't want to say nothing because you know Bill after is a national treasure, and if I bury if I bury a a, a Rupert Pupkin over there, I got to bury Bill after, and uh, yeah, but the whole thing was designed for Houseman to to go down and sell. Yeah. yeah. All right. What's next, Jeff? Well, we've had some fun with JD from New York. Yeah. On here. Yeah. This clip sent in by Matthew Ortiz. Maybe he belongs on this show with us. He's talking about the media scrums. On top of that, I got to fucking look at complete marks marking out at a post-show scrum after Money in the Bank asking Damian Priest if Bad Bunny is going to join the Judgment Day. <laughs> and I thought Denise was bad. <laughs> Oh, you're not always stole. Yeah, Hollywood. Yeah, that's a Hollywood. Hollywood. He's taking a shot at Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought Denise was bad. Where do they find these fucking people? <laughs> oh, 
Holy shit. How about asking some legitimate questions? They don't want to know why I don't get invited to these fucking things, because I certainly wouldn't be asking about Bad Bunny joining Judgment Day. Oh, it was match of the year. It was match of the year. Priest was looking at him like, holy shit, bro. Uh, are you going to get laid in this lifetime? <laughs> <laughs> bro, he forgot to mention the, the opening, you know, congratulations on the victory. Like, <laughs> yeah. you, you got you to mention that first, bro. Congratulate. Yeah, that's bro. That's a New Yorker, man. That's these guys are not. These guys are not New Yorkers. Melts is from uh, Sacramento somewhere. Kel is from Minnesota, even though, well, I think, I think Cher is from Philly. Johnson may, may actually be from New York. I think he's Philly. Philly? I yeah, think so. Bro, like, come on, man, you know? <laughs> I mean, that just points out, like, we're not the only ones no. seeing this. Like, no. uh, you're in a media conference, you're supposed to be journalists, and you're asking if Bad Bunny is going to join Judgment Day. Yeah, ex- exactly, bro. Yeah, yeah. Well, you mentioned Mike Johnson, so let's go to this old Mike Johnson video from when he was on the Taz show. Remember we used to have Oh, clips? God, yeah. And, bro, listen, I don't care if you supply me with Mike Johnson video that's old, new, <laughs> from childbirth. Anytime I can see or we can see Mike Johnson's going to make this show better. But, yes, I do remember. I, I used to I, – I never understood why Taz put him on his show. Like, I never, ever got that. Unless I don't know, bro. Maybe maybe Taz early on was a source of his. I I don't know. I could never understand Taz, bro. Taz used to be on on the shows on uh, on on. I think he was on WFAN. I think I'm not sure, but bro, he used to do shows with Boomer Esiason. Like seriously, Taz was doing legit shows with New York personalities, and and he had Johnson on his show. I never got that, but let's see it. I know Johnson did something for ECW back uh, in the day. Maybe he knew him from, from then. I, I don't know exactly what he did. Yeah. But this was sent in by Jamie. He said he was going through some old stuff and found this. All right, Mike. Mike, listen. All right, we're out of here. Goodbye. Oof. Take care. Good moment, everybody. Goodbye. Good moment. I'm Mike Johnson, ladies and gentlemen. That went well. That went well. Um <laughs> Evan flows as the I think Mike just picked his nose on camera. <laughs> I did not get Mike back on. Get him back on. Did you see it? Oh, okay, I'm gonna rewind it so you can see it, and then we will continue. Oh, him pick his nose. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you I, can cle- see it. I clearly saw okay. it. Yeah. All right. So if anybody it. watching didn't see it, we'll we'll yeah. play it back. I'm Mike Johnson, ladies and gentlemen. That went well. That went well. Um, <laughs> Evan flows as the I think Mike just picked his nose on camera. <laughs> I, I did not get Mike back on. Get him back on. Mike, I did not. I was scratching right yeah, here. Like, you oh, old scratch. You know, pick and prick. You picked your nose. No, 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 no. That was a scratch. Oh, just like Jerry Seinfeld. It was a scratch. <laughs> Don't even try that, bro. You know my audience. All oh, memes, gifts, gifts. It's coming. Oh, you're done. You're done with this. This, you know, yeah, no sell Jones. Look at him. Yeah, that's my gimmick. Um, look at. I'm telling you, you picked your nose, and thank God you didn't eat it. <laughs> it didn't happen. No, it did. You, hey, dude, there's nothing wrong with picking your nose. Look, I pick my nose all the time. Look at that. Eh, look at that. Look at that. <laughs> Everybody pick that. Dennis, pick your nose from Sure. Look at Dennis. Dennis picks his ass. He picks his nose. Look at him. So it's fine. You're in good company here. Mike, you got busted okay. picking your nose. You can be upset. I don't give a rat's ass at your birthday, but you, sir, have a good one on your birthday. It's awesome. Okay. Thanks. I have a great day. We're going to get out of here now. <laughs> All right. Leave Mike alone. Let's Mr. Mr. Met bobblehead in the back. Bro, Taz put out a tease the other day. I read a tweet of his or something teasing about doing a podcast again. Taz, Taz was a great podcaster, bro. Yeah. And he had a great, great gig in New York. Bro, he really tried to help get me on there. And, you know, they dick me around, you know, the typical bullshit, you know, but he really did try to help me get out on that. I, I miss Taz, man. Taz, um, man, when Taz and Mike were the announcers at TNA, man, Taz used to bust me up every single week, man. But I never, I never understood him having Johnson on that show, man. <laughs> 
And whether he picked his nose or not, he was really salty about it, was he not? Like, he had a boo-boo face on. Oh, my God. You just say you picked your freaking nose, bro. Like, seriously. that That's the pro, bro, bro, you know what this all goes back to? What did I always – what do I always say? These guys take themselves too freaking seriously. You picked your nose. You picked your nose, bro. It's no big freaking deal, man. That's what I'm talking about with these guys. All right, let's go to this interesting rumor, because that's what it is at the end of the day. It is a rumor. This was sent in by Matthew Ortiz and Chris. So a bunch of wrestling news Twitter accounts put out a report that was made by Wade Keller's Pro Wrestling Torch. Matthew Ortiz, believe it or not, I think he just emailed me right before this show about wanting to buy uh, one of my action figures. I I, I literally think I just read an email from him. Wrestling news sites put out a story that Wade Keller's Pro Wrestling Torch published. Again, it's a rumor. When CM Punk first returned earlier this summer after his hiatus, Tony Khan stood up backstage in the gorilla position with his headset on and started pumping his fist. And CM Punk. Yeah, CM I've heard Punk. this. I've heard this. I've heard this from from a couple of sources. Yeah. <laughs> Can you does that surprise you? No, but it's like normally you read this stuff and it's like, all right, where's the spin? What's true? What's not? This I can 100% believe. Dude, you're telling me and see if CM Punk seeing that. Oh, like- my. That's what I'm t- – bro, that, you know, that's that's the equivalent, like I said, bro. That's the equivalent of uh, I, I was present the first time Dixie met Hulk Hogan. <laughs> and, like, within three seconds, bro, she handed him every card in the freaking deck. Bro, and that really tells you something, Jeff. It really tells you that their level of being a mark supersedes their business acrimon, which is amazing to me, which is amazing to me because with me, bro, bro, listen, if, if I'm if I'm doing a podcast and I have a opportunity to get Jack Black on the podcast, say for argument's sake, okay, bro, at the end of the day, no matter how much a mark I am for the guy, I want to pay him as little as possible. So I'm not going to show him that I'm a mark because of the business and because of the money. But, but when, when Punk see, bro, listen, man, I, I'm reading all the shit that's going on. And, and it's so evident now what is going on, Jeff. Um, I, I did a whole show on this yesterday. It's so evident, bro. CM Punk had freaking Tony Khan and, and billionaire daddy and AEW and TBS and TNT bent over the sink when he was attacked by three executive vice offices of the company. He's got them over the sink. Punk knows how much money Khan's worth. He knows how much money his dad is worth. They are effed. Now, on top of that, bro, you got to understand, uh, Jeff, now Tony's got to answer to his dad. Can you imagine Tony telling his dad three executive vice officers uh, attacked a, uh, a, a an employee? Can you, uh, you know how many employees Mr. Khan must have under him? I guarantee you none of them have been attacked by any of the vice presidents of his company. So now, bro, he's <laughs> that got whole thing is ridiculous. It is. Put any other business in yes, that situation. Yes. So now he's got to go back to his dad and look like a total jackass. Now Punk is suing out the freaking yin-yang. Meanwhile, TBS and TNT, they need Punk on the show. F Tony Khan, we need Punk on the show. So, bro, I guarantee you Punk is orchestrating all this, involved in all this this stuff. So Punk comes to some kind of an agreement where basically – I get my own show and I get to decide who's on the show and who's not on the show, which is freaking hysterical. But bro, this, this is where Tony has now pulled the brand Siegel because Jeff, remember when I told you when I started working with Eric and you know, you see Eric on the, on that uh, video and, and he must say a thousand times, Vince Vince had no say so. Vince was under me. Vince couldn't make decisions. Meanwhile, Jeff, I had a contract where I was in charge of creative. And the reality of the situation is 
I have no idea what Brad Siegel told Eric Bischoff, what Eric's role was, but he could not have presented that to me because he knows I would have said, Brad, that's not in my contract. I'm not answering to Eric Bischoff. I I signed up and I've got final say so in creative. So Brad never said anything. All Brad said was, I want you to work with Eric. Now, bro, when you put it that way, now, now I have no choice in the situation. I mean, my contract doesn't say I, I can't, you know, they can't suggest I work with somebody. All that it says is I'm in charge. So, so bro, here's the beauty of this. Punk gives him a list of who's not allowed on this show. But Tony Khan doesn't tell those people that. So, bro, he's got people showing up at the building and sending them home because they're not on Punk's list. Bro, I got to tell you, man, I'm pretty sure that's how it all laid out and freaking that that that's why I'm a fan of CM Punk. He knew he had this guy so over a barrel that he pretty much got his own show, named his price and 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 can decide who is and who isn't on the show and I think that's incredible. If all this stuff is true, with a lot of the stuff you're you're reading, it seems like somebody's trying to take charge and get things running smoothly in that company and not have a freaking circus. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that, but they're trying to paint him to be the bad guy in a lot of these situations. When the, when the situation is the boss is not putting his foot down. Right. So CM Punk said, I'll, I'll put my foot down then. Yeah, exactly. But I was reading an article today where he was doing a, he's doing an angle punk with this uh, jungle boy kid, uh, Perry, whatever, Luke Perry, whatever his name is, Perry's son, whatever. Bro, the kid wanted to use real glass in the angle. And Punk's like, no, bro, like that that's not safe. We're not doing that. And, you know, allegedly the kid got boo-boo face and had he with Punk and there was an argument. But I'm sitting here saying, bro, Tony gladly would have let the guy use glass. Tony, yeah. Well, oh yeah, bro. You wanna you wanna go through a plate glass window? Have at it. There's no way he would have said no. But Punk being the veteran said, no, bro, this is we're not doing that. It's dangerous. Then Shivani said, nah, bro, that's probably not a good idea. And they shut it down and the kid got upset. But the reality of it is freaking Khan wouldn't have blinked at that, bro. You can't look at Punk as the bad guy in that situation. No, although not, they, although not, many you, are trying to. Yeah. But that's that's the situation of the business. Th- right. Think about if that would have happened back in your day, how that would have been handled. But now we got got allegedly thrown a hissy fit, right? Like he just got his toy taken away from him because he didn't finish his vegetables at dinner. That's yeah. what they're making it sound like. This is this what what has happened back here? Yeah, you know. And, and, and I'm I'm reading this. I'm like, does this Perry kid like has he ever heard of candy glass? Does he know that candy glass exists and that's that's what you like it it does he even have knowledge of that? Who knows? Who knows what they're taught or not taught? Bro, remember when Alvarez thought he got hit with the uh the hoobie? <laughs> what a moron. Yeah. What a moron, bro. Go ahead. All right, let's go to this Hollywood video. This was sent in by Chris. You get me in trouble with Hollywood. I, I always have. I always have to say, uh, give a disclaimer when it's. First of all, let everybody know how old Hollywood is. What did we say? Thirty-one. 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 Yeah. yeah. Okay. So she put out a tweet that said, "Let me talk to you," which is L.A. Knight's one of his catchphrases. With that tweet, she put this video. When the direct deposit hits, yeah. Bro, you get me in trouble with her. Even though I got, I got to be honest, I follow her Twitter during the week, and I, I just don't say anything. Ah, bro. But let's go back to last week. All right, she's videoing a catchphrase, intimidating or imitating a WWE superstar. Go back to what you said last week. Why they probably didn't hire her? Absolutely. Stuff and and like and, and that that's the sad thing, bro. She's not, I don't want to say she's not, she's not street smart enough to understand that. Luckily, I was diagnosed with a little thing I like to call street smarts. Well, it's wrestling smart, really. I mean, 
other industries, I, I I know other industries that aren't like that. They'll hire big fans and fanboy stuff, you know. Yeah, not an over-the-top big fan, bro, I bet. Well, comic comic books, at least they used to. The, yeah. the, the, the writers were the biggest comic nerds. Yeah. You know? um, Some of them, anyway. Some of them were. but Bro, not for anything. You got two guys in the WWE, and one of them says, let me talk to you, and the other one says, what do you want to talk about? Isn't that a, <laughs> isn't that a little too close for your taste? Like, seriously, like – your catchphrases are going to be that similar in the same company? L.A. Knight, uh, he's saying the same stuff he said eight years ago in TNA. Yeah. You know, he, he yeah. hasn't changed his stuff. Yeah. So yeah. let's go to a Matt Kuhn tweet. This was sent in by the Berlin brawler Baron Von Lechter. Now with the Lacey Evans allegedly, I don't know, has it been confirmed that she's gone from WWE? Yeah, I think she changed her name on social okay. media and all that. Yeah. So Kuhn puts out this tweet. I don't want to see anyone out of work or any wrestler out of work. But I also hope that any company thinking about hiring Lacey Evans realizes that they are raising her profile to spout damaging and ignorant info about ADHD, autism, vaccines, and more. And they say, fuck that. God, I could, doesn't she have an autistic kid? I don't, I don't know. But she, she had re reposted videos of people saying some of, I don't know if it was a diet or something that leads to ADHD. I have ADHD, ADD. I didn't see anything offensive by what she put out there videos from, from doctors or studies or whatever. But this is where these people, I don't want to see anyone out of work, but you do, you do want to see them out of work or you wouldn't have put this tweet out in the first place. You are so phony and transparent that is exactly what yep. you want you're they absolutely try to make right themselves sound like good people good people don't put out tweets like this randomly about somebody they do not know right exactly and uh and 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 i mean for the record bro i i don't think lacey evans is gonna have any problem finding work no but that that's what the these weirdos on social media uh, you want to disagree with what she said okay right how is it damaging? My life with ADD has not been affected one bit by her tweeting something. And and, and on top, and on top damaging of Damaging and ignorant info. He is so, like, th- these people. Right. These are, these are sad, sad individuals. Yeah, because on top of that, wh- what, what do I care about what Tony, Tony, uh, Matt Coon thinks about that? What, what, what do I care? Right, but that's exactly why he's putting that tweet out yeah. because he hopes somebody that follows him in AEW is going to see that and be like, "Oh yeah, we can't hire her." Yep. So that's exactly what you want. Yep, exactly. These but, people, they're 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 bad people in this industry, and this is what we have said from yep. day one. You're not a good person if you put that tweet out. I agree with you, bro. I agree. Let's find something funny. What would you just? What'd you say? Let's find something funny. I did a lot of things as Ronaldo Piven. A lot of great things. But nothing has ever brought me the attention as like a moment with Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns. This will never get old. In a WrestleMania. This will never get old. You know what this is like to me, bro? So when you're you're in that moment and you got somebody, you know, you're super talented or whatever, and you can make a moment like that. This to me is like, bro, anybody, I don't care if it's two in the afternoon. I don't care if it's two in the morning. I don't care if it's. 25 years from now, I don't care if it's tomorrow. Bro, all you have to do is go on YouTube and look up any clip of Don Rickles on The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. It never gets old. This clip will never get old, bro. Remember this clip, bro? Remember this clip never got old, Jeff? This, This is one of your favorites. We haven't played this in a while, bro. You ready? Yeah. You're a fucking worthless drunk. Go to hell, you worthless loser. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) That's the greatest. That is the greatest. (laughs) Bro, you know what's funny, man? I saw a clip on YouTube the other day, and um, it was um, Ricky Morton, and it was like he comments on Jim Cornette. And I know Ricky Morton loves Jim Cornette, so I'm like, "Ah, let me just see what he says about Jim Cornette. But he he talks about 
like people who know that he's friendly with Jim Cornette and they'll say to him, bro, how can you be friends with that guy? How do you ever listen to his podcast? Do you ever listen to how much, you know, hate he inflicts on people? And Ricky Morton laughed and he says, bro, get ready for this, Jeff. Are you ready? Yeah. He's playing a character. Do you not understand? And that's what these people don't understand, bro. People like Heyman, people like him, people like Pritchard, bro, people like Jeff Jarrett to some extent. Bro, these lifers are playing characters, bro. Like this is all they know. But that that's the part, bro. The part is... People listening to that show and people listening to 83 Weeks and all that stuff, Ric Flair, bro, they don't understand that. So when these guys say controversial stuff to get a rise and to get clicks, like people don't understand they're playing characters. That's the frustrating part. If people understood that, then they would be entertained by it. That's why, like, every time, you know, Bischoff with uh, Russo's a pussy and he's a pathological liar and he's this and he's that and the other. Great, Eric. Okay, let's let's get back in the time machine and go back 25 years when you were running NWO. But the problem is, bro, people don't understand that. And that's why I don't get into it with these people. They're freaking characters, bro. I just wish some, some people are smart to it. But there's a lot of people that are not, bro. Well, and and just look at how they conduct themselves with the people that they get in arguments with or talk crap about or talks crap about them. They never go on shows with those people. Let's say, Eric, Eric won't go on a show with you. Well, you're not going to play a character. He can't sit there one-sided on his show and say all the things he wants to say and not have a rebuttal. So if he goes on there with you and you're throwing facts back at him, not in character, what's he supposed to do? Yeah. So he's not going to lose that. No, bro. Witcher McCullough tried to orchestrate that a couple of years ago. He wanted to do it um, at the Ric Flair last match. He wanted me to have a debate with Eric. And I was like, uh, bro, Conrad has always been good to me. You know, and bro, listen, I understand, you know, Conrad's podcast, bro, that, that's how he makes a living. So he's going to, you know, bait people. I understand that. But he never says, bro, anything. Like somebody sent me a clip, I think it was a Durbin, where he just had Tony Schiavone on. And my name got brought up. And Tony said, bro, I'm never going to badmouth Vince Russo. I worked with the guy. He was always good to me. And Conrad turned around and said, you know what, Tony? As long as I've known him, he's he's always been good to me. And uh, and he tried to orchestrate this between he, – he called me, Vince, are you willing to do it? I'm like, yeah, bro, in a heartbeat. I said, but I said to him, Conrad, you're nuts. Eric's not going to do it. And Conrad was confident that he was going to get Eric to do it. And he even said to me, okay, I- I'm going to have Eric call you. And I'm like, oh, okay, let's 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 see how this works out. Bro, Conrad called me two weeks later. Did Eric ever call you? I said no. And that was the end of that. But that's the problem, bro. People don't understand the freaking game. And that's why, like, you know, you always say all the time, Jeff, if you don't defend yourself, sometimes it looks like you're guilty. But I'm sitting here and I'm like, bro, how am I supposed to defend myself against somebody that's playing a wrestling character? This this isn't an, an intelligent conversation between two people. He's play he, he's playing the bully, bro. He he bullies he calls me a pussy. That's the bullying Eric Bischoff from NWO. How do you, I'm not going to freaking combat that, bro. But like I said, the problem is there's a lot of people that just don't understand that, bro. Yeah. And I remember because didn't Conrad say something about starting the angle? I mean, kind of leaning towards like it was going to be worked, you know, to get people interested. Yeah. And I remember because we had the conversation where it's like, how, like, can he just 
make amends at the end at, at the end of all this. Why right. why do you got to keep the hate going? It, yeah, it was I know. Years I, ago, it was ridiculous. It's, ridic- you know? it's ridiculous, bro. Like I go on that show and I'm and I'm stating my role and my experience at Bash at the Beach. Whether you have a different recollection or not, because it was 25 years ago, you're going to hate me for my recollection. I don't, I don't hate Eric. Bro, Eric may really believe in his mind that this is what took place. He, he may, I'm not going to hate the guy because he has a different recollection of it than I do. And that's where the character comes in, bro. Yeah, he's a liar and he needs attention and he needs this. And I'm like, oh my God, bro. You, 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 you want to die an 80 year old man and you're going to be doing this shit at 80? Come on, man. You know, but anyway, let's get on with the marks. All right. Let's go to some. Fantasy booking. We haven't had that in a while. Remember Wade uh, Keller used to do that all the time. I, I don't know if he doesn't do that anymore. We haven't gotten any submissions in a long time with that, but maybe he's been replaced because in this video sent in by Gabe Tuff, if Nick Ronaldo Piven Houseman doing some fantasy booking on Stu's show. Welcome all right. Back. Stu is back. <laughs> Man, I love the idea of Jay leaving getting hooked up with the gorillas of destiny, maybe even in new Japan and coming back to WWE with them. That would be hot. And and Roman's there and he's sitting in the locker room with PW insider pro wrestling illustrated in his magazine or magazine in his hand. Show Paul like, Paul, you see what this guy's doing over in Japan? Paul's like, give me that. My tribal chief. I'll make sure it's burned. I'll put it into the incinerator or the, the crematorium where they put Bobby Heenan's body. Don't worry about it. It's gone. Don't worry. You know, yeah. What is that? Was that a shoot? Well, no, remember Heyman made that comment about Heenan being dead on ESPN. Yeah, but he's, he he went that far as far as a crematory and whatnot? No, no, he just said he's dead. So I that know. was Houseman adding that to his fantasy angle. I mean, do these guys think that, would, would he say that would be hot or whatever he said? Does he think that a New Japan angle on WWE... Jey Uso going to New Japan and then coming back with a team that nobody knows. Nobody. And that would be the hot. Gorillas, the new gorillas. Yeah, that would be hot. And Roman would be yeah. seeing it in a magazine. Bro, there was a great article uh, Vic Venom covered today. Um, some great quotes from Billy Corgan about the wrestling bubble. Yeah, the wrestling bubble and the casual fans being lost and why they were lost. I mean, it's every single thing we've been saying for the last. 10 plus years, easy, easy, bro. Well, I mean, anybody that thinks for themselves can come to those conclusions. Yeah. Instead of, you know, being a a sheep, like a lot of the internet wrestling community is. Yeah, bro. I I would say something. They're saying it in tweets and in Reddit posts. Bro, I was looking, I was looking um, just this week. Yeah. Yes, bro. WWE is up to $114 a share. Yes, there were 60,000 people at SummerSlam, whatever. Okay. The ratings came in this week, Jeff. And what do I always look at? Where were they this time last year? That's what I look at. And guess what, Jeff? They were up this time last year over the current product. And then we hear boom. Okay, bro. So less people are watching than a year ago while a boom is going on. How does that even make sense, bro? Less people are watching raw this time, this time this year than last year. That is a fact. That is factual numbers. And you're going to sit there and tell me about a wrestling boom? Everybody that has said that, they've never put numbers with it. Never. WWE is making amazing money in, in stock market. Yes, that's a fact. Highest it's ever been, I think, or close to it, right? Oh, highest. 114 it yeah, was. highest it's ago. ever been. Great. What would it be? <laughs> Again, right. what would it be? If they had those fans and never lost those fans. Forget it. All right. Let's go to these Dave Meltzer tweets. Wow. We we went 42 minutes without Dave Meltzer. Bro. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. Well, sorry. It's over, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so these are sent in by Scott Ward. 
It's actually a thread that Scott's Scott, a good dude. Scott, yeah, Scott's Scott sent in a, this link to a thread, and I went through it and I found there was even more gold in there than than uh, he had originally yeah, sent he's a in. Good dude, Scott. So somebody just randomly puts out a tweet. I don't know if Meltzer follows this guy or somebody snitch tagged him or whatever because Meltzer wasn't tagged in this. A person just puts out a tweet. When a five star match review scale can arbitrarily go above five and below zero into the negative then the reviews that the scale is attributed to are both meaningless and worthless. That's all the guy said. Didn't tag Meltzer or nothing. I mean, obviously he's talking about Meltzer. So Meltzer quotes this tweet and says, if you are talking about me, and you are, there has never been an upper limit, and the lower limit is minus 459.4, which is absolute zero. The absolute zero is a temperature so minus 459.4 degrees, I'm assuming is absolute zero. That's not a scale of rating things. So absolute zero to him would be the same as absolute zero temperature. Whatever. He's being stupid. The lower limit is minus 459.4, which is absolute zero. But if you are ever in a 7.0 earthquake, be thankful that it would be impossible to do any damage because anything above 5.0 doesn't actually exist. An earthquake scale is not a scale of 1 to 5. It's 1 to 10. I think it's actually 9.9. I don't think a 10 is physically possible. And it's not like an earthquake hits and a bunch of scientists are like, you know what? That felt like a 4.5. <laughs> you know, they're, they're cal- it's a calculation based on so many things. It's a science calculation. So however high it goes, it's because of real facts and numbers. It's not an arbitrary number that like he does. And it's not a one to five. So this makes no sense at all. Bro, can you imagine? I think the uh, the great, um, the late great uh, critic team of uh, Siskert and Ebert, I, I, I believe their gimmick was a thumbs up. Yeah, so like, then if they if they got if you got two thumbs up, it was a good movie. Yeah, can you imagine if all of a sudden one week it would have been three thumbs up <laughs> yeah, and we, we would have had a one to like wh- who who's who's third thumb that it, can you imagine bro after all those years all of a sudden we saw three thumbs on the tv yeah oh my god bro yeah it, it, it is ridiculous the guy the guy sets a zero to five and then he goes below zero and over five that is that that Th- that tells you right there, the dude is such a mark that he had to break his own parameters because he couldn't stand how good Kenny Omega was. And 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 a five just just wasn't enough, bro. Cause that's how that's that's how ridiculous that is, bro. That's how ridiculous it is. So somebody replied to that tweet and they said. This is a weird comparison, Dave. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So Dave replies to that. Conceptually, it is. There is always the chance of something bigger, and thus there is no top point. I've used that explanation for years, and most get it. There are a few who don't. Please don't ask me why. Because I've explained it to eight-year-olds. Yeah, bro, it. bro, I was watching a, and I purposely watched this for Meltzer. I purposely watched it for him. I watched a YouTube video about how to, how to, how to detect autism in adults. Okay. Well, hopefully, it wasn't shared by Lacey Evans. No, 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 no. Okay. No. All right, and the cause... number one thing is, bro, and bro, my wife, she teaches um, you know, kids with autism, and she always tells me stories about like, bro, there's always one or two things like they become obsessed with. There, there's this one kid, bro, like literally his obsession is vacuum cleaners. Okay. There's another kid, the kid's obsession is keys. They find one thing and like that's Meltzer with wrestling, bro. That is why he knows all this history and these facts and this numbers and these wrestlers. He is so zeroed in on this that it has taken over his entire life. 
That is not normal, healthy behavior, bro. It is not. Because even if we become obsessed with something, Jeff, let's be honest. Doesn't it come and go over time? We're obsessed with something at five. Then at 12, we become obsessed. Then at 16, you go through your entire life obsessed with things that run their course. This has been his obsession, bro, for God knows how many years. And that's why, bro, he, he, he is, he, bro, he doesn't breathe without this. Like, like literally, I can't imagine like taking professional wrestling away from Dave Meltzer. Like what happens if you totally stripped him of this? What happens to that individual? Like that's that's the question, bro. I used to. Yeah, he won't my, even go on vacation if some, you know. He, yeah, yeah. He's on vacation, yeah. but he'll pop in for a review, and you know, because there's a big AEW show. Yeah, but whatever. But yeah, that's that that uh that's ridiculous, bro. I I'll, I will be surprised if he ever retires. I don't think he will. No, never. He can't. What what's he going to do, bro? Bro, I used to say this every time, bro, when I was in the business. I used to look at some people and I would be like, what what would they do outside would Jim Cornette work at a bank? Like does Jim Cornette have the ability to work around and with other people like i always always looked at that man and it's like that that's when i knew like it's 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 a sickness bro it's an absolute sickness man especially because you know Meltzer could comfortably retire right right. you know he's loaded yeah yeah he could comfortably retire but he but then what like you said what would he do all right let's go to this nick houseman tweet this was sent in by Adolfo Gomez. So rumors were going around after Punk cut uh, a promo on Hangman Page off the air that was insulting that Punk texted him afterwards to apologize. So those were the rumors going around. Right. So after that rumor came out that Punk said a text to apologize, Nick Houseman puts out this tweet. A reminder that the day after AEW All Out, CM Punk sent me an apology text too. I'm really not sure how he got my number, but I appreciated it and we were good. Sometimes you say things you regret. Apologizing and showing an understanding of what you did wrong is all I ask. (laughs) Bro, should we apologize because he thinks we hate him? Do we need to apologize? I don't know how he could think we hate him. Again, it's like we don't want AEW to fail because we would lose Tony Khan Yes. Content. I don't want Nick Houseman to ever stop what he's doing. No, never, never. Keep doing bro. it. It's hilarious. Bro, we, took, we, we took such a hit with Cottonelle. Remember yeah. when Cottonelle left, bro? Yeah. Like, we were devastated when Cottonelle left. Yeah. But all this is is just bragging that CM Punk. Oh, of course him. it is. Of course <laughs> it is, bro. Yeah. Let's go to Hollywood video. See, you, you, you tested me, man. You, you tested me, bro. This was sent in. This was sent in by Gabe. It does piss me off, though, bro. Like you know, I, I I've got a pretty good um, I got a pretty good relationship with Dave LaGreca. You know what I mean? Um, and um, I would love to be on Sirius just for the brand alone. That would be, aw- it, bro. It it does piss me off a little bit that re- really, Dave. She she's on your network. Like really, like come on, like that that I, I'm I'm not I'm I'm being totally honest here. It's like yeah, bro. Okay, I'm I'm not on your network, but she's on your network, bro. Really, this was sent in by Gabe Tough. Um. Okay. Um. By the way, Tiger Claw confirms that it is on the Peacock. Uh, <laughs> DMP says the Peacock always gets me. Oh, it gets me too. Oh, the audio listeners missed out on that one. The audio listeners missed out on the wink. There was a wink at the end of that. All right, moving on. Uh, Jeff, hold on for a second. Come on, listen to me. Should we be envious that this woman has something in her life that she just loves this much? You and I don't. 
You Cock and I don't. Bro, let's be honest. The Yankees, jokes. I mean, the, the Yankees suck this year. The Giants can't score a freaking run. I'm pissed off every single day. This woman loves professional wrestling more than life itself. Should we not be envious of this? I mean, it was a penis joke. You know, it's just a bad, a bad <sighs> penis joke and a wink to the camera. I hope she really does enjoy it. She loves. Much. I, I, I think she does, bro. She can't act this. I, I still think she plays up for the boys, though. Yeah, maybe. Now this isn't a Piven video. This is an old Houseman video as himself doing wrestling news. I don't know where these guys find this stuff. It's so awesome, this, though. Yeah, this one was sent in by Charles Redman. Yeah, it's it's the OTP you know and love, but now we're on a beach. And just like that. Cool. Just like that. Cool. Feeling the breeze. Cool. Oh, it's wonderful. We're still drinking tons of beer. We're still talking pro wrestling. But now we're on a beach, but now we're in outer space. Oh, my God. I feel like my head would implode because I'm not wearing a helmet. Don't worry about it. We're right back here in the OTP studio. Ah. You ever notice how much he's drinking in a lot of this stuff? I'm, yeah, he I, he he, lo- he loves to talk about his the, the drinking of the beer. He loves talking about that, bro. Loves it, loves it. Every show he talks about how much beer he drinks. Every show, beer's present in the shot. He's got that gimmick on the wall. Like really, bro? Like seriously? <laughs> and it's sad, bro. We can't even look up how old this dude is because he doesn't have a Wikipedia. I would love to know how old he is. He's got to be early 30s, but that's my guess. Well, I don't know. The, what were those wrestling videos from? Piffin? Yeah. Oh, Did he God. give a year in those? I don't 2011? think 2011? So. so if he was he was probably in his early 20s during those, you would think, starting in, trying to get started in wrestling. Yeah. 2011, 12 years ago. So, yeah, I, I bet you he's close to mid-30s. That would be my yeah. guess. Yeah, probably. Yeah. It is time for the closer. Thank God. Now, this is Dave Meltzer talking about AEW. There was a Sportico article. And what article? Was what what was that? Say the, again. Uh, Sportico. Sportico. Okay, good. Yeah, I had never heard of them until I, this. I looked yeah. it up. They got like 30,000 followers on Twitter, which compared to other big sports things is very tiny. Right. So <laughs> I, I don't know if just maybe they're, they have a big magazine or something. I'd never heard of them until this. A Sportico article, and you know, I was just talking about the, uh, the, um, you know, just the, the various business and everything like that. But one thing that they mentioned was that um, they said that that the um, and they're, they're they're basically a sports business website, and they said that the uh, value if AEW is put on the open market was one billion dollars right now, which is a very interesting number. Oh my because god! Wow. Um, I don't know, I don't know how many people, uh, you know, as far as, you know, there's a lot of people that. Before this continues, somebody had researched this. What is Sportico? And, and so they tried to find it. Sportico ended up in, they found the article. And by the way, they also put other people calling out Sportico for bullshit. Yeah. But they cited Forbes that they got it from. Right. But then when you went to the Forbes source. It was a video of two guys, one guy that does like the Yankees pregame shows on Yes, at least he used to, and then some money man expert. And he, the guy said, I talked to a couple bankers, and they said if AEW went on the open market, it would be a million, a billion dollars. So that's where this, like one guy talked to a couple people who said that it would be a billion dollars. No research, nothing. Oh so that's where God. all this is coming from. So now this gets published in the Sportico, whatever that is. Like I said, I don't know if it's a magazine or what, but they had a, a link for a website article they posted. So Meltzer is going off of that for what he is saying in this. There, there is basically a sports business website, and they said that the uh, value of AEW's put on the open market was... They, they. Who, who's they, bro? Who said it? Who said it? You can follow the trail back. It's it's two bankers. Now, which is a very interesting number because um, I don't know. I don't know how many people, uh, you know, as far as, 
you know, there's a lot of people that, that have been very critical of AEW. And, you know, just the fact that whatever they have spent, you know, and, he, and Tony Khan did admit that, that if you take it from the very start of the company four years ago to today, the company has spent more than it has taken in. They Let's stop it right there before we continue. What does that mean? If you spend more than you make, there's a loss. You are in the red. Right. You're, you're a loss. Right. So th- this is a company with a financial loss in the red that's worth a billion dollars. Yeah. Who would pay a billion dollars for that? Right. Because you're talking so, debt. You're talking debt. You're in the red. We're talking debt. Yeah. Or not even that. Even even if they're not in debt because he paid for it with his own funds or whatever. Yeah. They have no money. If somebody buys them, they have no like operating cash. So not only do you pay the billion dollars for that to own it, now you have to put your own money into it to keep it. And what are you owning? You're 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 owning something that's not profitable. Yep. You're going to pay a billion dollars for something that's not profitable. When WWE sold for what nine billion? Something like that. With nine billion, with their history, their library, their proven track record. $114. $114. I mean, it's a money making juggernaut. Right. So you're telling me AEW is worth 11% of that? How? Yeah. And I'm not even an expert, but if I, if you give me $9 billion, you can buy one WWE or nine AEWs. I'll, I mean, what are you going to buy? You right. know? Yeah. yeah. Because they started with $100 million in, um, you know, basically $100 million in seed money, I guess is what you would call it. And they have not made that $100 million back. But if they were to sell the company right now, um, you know, they're worth far, far more than that. So if you're looking at it as an, an investment, it's already proven to be um, a great investment, I guess is the best way to put See, it. See, that's I mean, such like bullshit because, there, bro, like, at the end of the day – at the end of the day, you could say it's worth whatever you want to say it's worth. Guess what, bro? You still got to find a freaking buyer. Period. End of story, bro. So you could say it's worth whatever you want, Dave. Who's the person that's going to pony up the money for it? Who, bro? Who? Any of us that have ever gone on eBay have learned this. You can look on a price guide in in uh, this bottle of water right, is of worth course. ten. This is worth ten bucks. Okay, great. I'm going to get one of these for ten bucks. You go on eBay; they're selling for twenty bucks. Okay, so it's not worth what this price guide says. Right. It's worth what people will pay for it. Right. So absolutely, somebody, two people could have said, "If I had a billion dollars, I'd buy it." Okay, so it is worth a billion dollars to those two people, but two other people could have said, "I would, I'd pay." 450 million for it right what will people pay for it that's what it's worth yeah it's i not- mean bro look, look 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 at look at what wcw wound up selling for yeah and they had a much 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 richer history than the than uh, aew look what they wound up selling for why if if this is the case bro why did ecw go out of business why didn't they just sell? Why wasn't somebody waiting there to buy ECW for $100 million? And if Tony Khan sells the company, who knows if TNT or TBS would even want a TV deal with AEW after that? Because right. we don't know. Is it because Khan knows somebody? Is it because what you theorized that he's paying for the television time, right? right? So yeah. let's say it's a WCW situation. Yeah, we're going to sell the company, but you're not going to get Nitro and Thunder on TNT. And right. TBS, there's no TV deal. That's why it sold for like a million bucks or whatever it did. Right. It would be right. the same thing if there's no TV network. What are you buying? Rings? Yeah. Logos? Yeah. A great investment, I guess is the best way to put it. I mean, like the idea that they're like, um, you know, he's some fan who doesn't know anything about business or whatever these people, you know, want to knock him for being. I mean, he's, he proved him. You know, that's been proven wrong. And And I mean, again... Who, who really, you know, most people thought that, that, that this, this thing wasn't going to last. How, and- how has that been proven wrong when he has already stated four years in and he still hasn't made his initial investment back? Until he's made that initial investment back, bro, how, how can you say he's been successful? 
I don't, you, you just said it yourself, bro. The guy's still in the red. If you are in the red, you are not being successful, bro. And how's it been proven wrong that he's a big fan that had a lot of money and that's why he has that company? How is that not still the case? Does it matter how successful he is? That's that that's true no matter what, right? He was a fan, a big fan, and he had a ton of money that he got from his dad and he was able to start his own company. That's not been proven false. That will never be proven false. Right. Right. So that is very confusing to me. Um, you know, nobody certainly ever thought that they were going to do a show the magnitude of this show. Oh god, we 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 we're going to keep we're going to four years, bro, and that's the one thing we're going to hang our hat on, bro. Yeah, well, we're going to see what happens after the show because you got to keep it going. This may be the biggest gate ever or whatever. I you, you know, awesome. Great. But one day does not dictate how strong your company is. Right. We even we even see it with WWE. You would look at a WrestleMania crowd and think WWE is as hot as it was in the 90s, the late 90s, early 80s, or mid-80s, you know? Mm-hmm. You would think if you look at WrestleMania, this company is smoking hot. Right. But you have the rest of the year where where it's not. And that's this that's the same situation here. Right. Well, if you guys have some clips that you would like to send in, you do so to me. The only place I take submissions is to Jeff Lane's email at gmail.com. If you send in tweet submissions, please include both a link and a screenshot to the tweet. Videos MP4, audio MP3, around 30 seconds to a minute. Jeff Lane's email at gmail.com. And guys, please check out patreon.com forward slash Russo TWC. There is a bonus cast rating the marks and you could be a part of that show. Also, the new show, Hey Ma, Look, I'm doing a show in the basement uh, that is a spinoff of this show that I think you guys will really, really enjoy. Patreon starts at 75 cents a week, bro. Patreon.com forward slash Russo TWC. Check it out for me and Jerry. We'll see you next time.